Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and welcome to episode 77 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to today's episode entitled, episode 77 is entitled Tips for Starting the Second Family. I thought this would be a significant episode to do, given that um, one of the fastest growing relationship categories is the the second or third family, the step family, um, and we're going to see, if trends continue, we're going to see more and more often people marrying and entering into partnership, bringing children from a previous relationship. And so this creates a whole level of complexity, creates a whole lot of challenge, And there are certain things that we need to be looking at that ideally can make that transition so much easier for us as a new couple Um, and also as we create a new family system, it makes the transition easier for kids also. So that's why I thought it would be so important to talk about this particular episode Um, because I really think that there's some skill sets that need to be developed, there's some understanding that needs to be developed when we're seeing this new, it's, you know, uh, not only an emerging phenomena, but almost becoming the new standard um, that so many people um, are, you know, on to second and third significant partnerships in their life. Um, and that's not going to be something that I think is is going to disappear. It's going to be, become something that, that becomes even more normalized. And so we need to be knowing how to manage that uh, transition in really, really effective ways. So there are a couple of things to say about this. We, you know, we originate out of our family of origin, our first family system, the one that we grew up in. Um, we learned things in that family system, both directly and indirectly about all kinds of aspects of life. And that culture that we grew up in is really, really familiar to us. Then of course we meet us and our, our um, significant other, they come from a whole different family system and culture. They learned completely different ways to do things. Maybe we came from a different religion. Maybe we have different ways to approach conflict. Maybe we have different ideas about discipline. There's a whole lot of areas in which when we come together as a couple, we need to take the best out of the system we emerged out of and collaborate and create a new one. And then, of course, kids come along and the system progresses, or unfortunately in some cases it doesn't, and we separate and we find new partners. And so what happens then is that not we, we not only bring ourselves into a new relationship, but we bring our children with us, and possibly our partner has children too. And so how do we navigate that pathway as smoothly as possible? Um, so there's a couple of things to consider here. One is, um, if we are of the fantasy that we're going to create in the new family dynamic, in the second marriage or the third marriage, if we're going to create in this system what we had before, um, we are laboring under severely false assumptions. Um, and in some ways, why would we want to recreate what didn't work? We can, we can take learnings 
um, and bring them into improving the newest family system we're in, but really the fantasy that we're all going to settle down and now be a nice, happy family um, really sometimes is just that. Unfortunately, it's fantasy. So there's a piece of research, and uh, um, for the moment I'm not uh, able to remember the origin of it, but there was a study looking at um, uh, the experience that couples went through and their children went through whilst divorcing. And when parents were asked, you know, how well did you think you managed your children and speaking to your children through the course of your divorce, 50% of parents roughly said terribly and 50% of parents said, I think I did it pretty well. Um, when asked, when children were asked how well they felt managed, supported and cared for during the process of divorce by their parents, 90% of children said they felt that their parents didn't do it very well. Um, those are fairly um, stark statistics. And if we labour under the assumption, you know, children are going through their own separate set of pain because there are certain things that, that are going to be running for a child. I'm grieving the loss of my family, um, which is the only one I've known. It's the only one I'm familiar with. I didn't choose for this to happen to me. Um, I might be carrying um, a, an over sense of responsibility for it. Or, you know, was there something I did? Was I a bad child? Could I have done something? Um, so we're, we're carrying possibly misplaced guilt if we're sucking up some of the emotions from our parents because our parents can't um, confront those uncomfortable, um, that uncomfortable pain, or if we're sucking up or are on the receiving end of some of the anger and resentment from one of our parents who feels deeply wronged um, by how the relationship went apart and is using us as a way of kind of um, spraying out. So we're having to hear tirades um, and belittlements against one of our parents um, and so we're forced into, now we have the struggle of loyalty. Um, you know, who do I stay loyal to? Um, this makes it very difficult to bond to the next person who comes into one of my parents' lives or the people that come in, if both of my parents end up with new partners. There's loyalty issues that come up for a child. Like I said, there's a fear of um, not being in control of anything. Um, there's the unfamiliarity. I used to know what my family was like. I used to live in this house and now we live in a completely new house. There's different people in this house. There's a whole new dynamic to learn about and I feel deeply out of control. I feel loyal to my old family system. I have fear. Is, you know, is my relationship with my parent going to change and how? There's a lot of things running for children and so we really need to make sure that we're spending the time, you know, we might be excited about the new family system and, and we love and adore our partner and that is wonderful, but it's not the same experience for a child and we need to still make sure parenting um, is, is absolutely vital in these moments. And if you're the primary or biological parent, it's making sure we're not, you know, our desire to really create a new second family nest means that sometimes we prematurely force our new partner onto our children and actually that makes it worse because like I said children are grappling with loyalty issues I don't want a second mum I don't want a second dad especially teenagers um, I may be able to accommodate a supportive um, healthy adult role model in my life but the idea that I'm looking for a new mum no way 
Um, and if we're trying because of our own desire to force fit things, paradoxically, we actually are going to increase tension in the family system, not make it better. I think some of the research that's coming out these days says it takes at least two, two to four years for the new family or the, the remarried family to find its feet and find its own way of being. Um, if you're a step-parent and moving into a role, the idea that you're going to be a child's parent, the best, you know, the, at, at worst case scenario, we can hope for a mutually kind and respectful um, platform to operate off. And in some cases with teenage kids, especially older teenage kids, that may be all you can get. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but that, that can be the reality of the situation because we can't control you know, as a as a young adult or a you know a late teen, I'm I'm not like I said, I'm not interested, and I didn't ask for this dynamic to be thrust upon me. So we have to be very gentle. We have to pace. We have to understand there's going to be some resistant and resistance and some resentment. And the one thing that doesn't work well is to try to force that through. Is try to steamroll. This is your new mother, or this is your new father, and and you will learn to love them. Uh, sorry, that would be nice, but but that's not necessarily the reality of it. We need to take our time. We need to work on these dynamics slowly and build something over time. Um, and, and, and ideally, we hope for the absolute best. Um, but we've also got to set our bottom lines of, well, what's, what can we settle for in this dynamic? And if, at the end of it, it's a healthy, respectful, supportive role to the primary parent, then okay, that, and, and that creates enough family harmony, then, then that's what we'll... Will do. We've probably got more of an opportunity, depending on how young the children are, that we come in as a step parent. We've got more chance over time of forming a more um, guide-like, more parental-like role. But remembering that the children have parents, even if one of those parents has passed, they still have parents, and we need to honour as much as we can and be respectful about the children and their parents. And we're very mindful about what we share and what we don't share. We're very careful not to, um, you know, if we've got issues with the, the other um, uh, parent or um, family system, we have to be very, very mindful of how we manage that, certainly um, whilst we're in front of the kids. We're doing everything we can to keep the dynamic as healthy as possible between ourselves, our present partner and the ex, and we're not throwing our new partner prematurely into a parental role that's just going to set them up for failure and frustration. Um, and one of the ways that this can be really, you know, because we, we want, we've got this idea of wanting our family system to settle down and be all happy families and all nesty, and, and one of the things that happens sometimes when we're starting a second or third marriage is the pressures of finances amplify. You know, so we've got to look at the balance between being an earner and a nurturer. And traditionally, what can happen sometimes, and it's not always a, a gender-specific dynamic, but I'm just using this as an example, you know, sometimes the man now has, he started his second family, so he's got his kids from his first marriage to support, he's got maintenance to pay, and now he's with a new partner who's got her own kids, and so this can drive us deeper into older roles. It can drive us deeper into the earner mode. So, you know, my way of dealing with that is I feel even more obligated to work longer and harder, and I'm going to hand over the nurturing and parenting of my first the, the children from my first marriage to my partner of the second marriage. Um, and this is a recipe for disaster. Um, the children need to know that their bond with us is still there um, and we need to find the time 
to be with our, with our children. We can't hand over the parenting, in particular the disciplining of, of our children to other people. We must stay in the space as much as we possibly can. And so it's not easy, but it's understanding that this is what we need to do and perhaps planning um, in advance for what that's going to look like because these, these, this is not um, all fantasy and um, lovey-dovey. There are some real challenging logistics and realistic aspects to face if we want to give this the maximal amount of success. But certainly we cannot step away from our parenting and the less we step away, the more smoothly our children are likely to integrate into the second family system. But we certainly cannot expect, you know, we really might want um, our children to bond with the second partner and really take them on like a second parent um, but really it will be what it will be and the more we try to force something that we want rather than acknowledge where things are actually at and where the kids are at um, the more likely we are to create resistance the more likely we are to create friction between our new partner and our children um, and then that can mean that it's going to push back on us and all of a sudden another family breaks down and we're on to our third or fourth family system and if we keep repeating those patterns then it gets harder and harder rather than really being able to see realistically what are we up against. So, you know, one of the major tips here is, is you know, we have to be, we have to be having consistent conversations. Um, we have to continue to talk about the difficult experience with the kids. We have to be responsible for keep bringing it up. How are you feeling? Um, you know, it's six months down the track um, since, uh, you know, your mum and I or your dad and I split. How are you feeling with things? And we have to be able to be strong enough to hear children's pain um, without trying to direct or control them or, you know, pushing them towards something more comfortable prematurely because it's convenient to us. Um, we have to be taking the time out to spend, you know, really letting children know that they're just as important as always. And how we do that is, is behaviourally. We spend quality time with them. So we're, we're looking to create new group activities with the second family to start a, a gentle bonding process and we're giving that bonding process time to organically and gently grow. We're not forcing it. So we're looking at potentially it's going to take us a couple of years to really find our feet as a family system, find our way to do things in the new family system. Um, and, and, and rather than kind of set ourselves up for success by having um, an expectation that this is all going to be um, uh, you know, happy families within the space of three months um, uh, because uh, again we're going to create um, un, you know, even greater roadblocks um, than the ones that are already there um, that can get in the way of having a really successful second or third family system going forward. So it's definitely possible but we just have to be mindful what are children going through. Children are going through um, grief, they're going through you, you know, the loss of familiarity, the loss of control, they're in a new environment, they're figuring out where they fit, they're questioning whether or not they still mean as much to you. Um, there's a lot going on for them and you need to be aware of that and you need to keep talking them through that and being present for them through that. And then of course we have to be talking with our new partner too. How are things going? If there's friction, we need to be prepared to step in and parent and discipline and boundary our own children and not um, uh, inadvertently give more responsibility to the, the new partner then, then the family system is actually ready for because all that's going to do is create more, more friction, more tension and more resentment. And as much as we can, the pathway between our old family, our, our first family system and our second one, we need to keep the dialogue as respectful 
and and um, and as mutually supportive as we possibly can with our former partner so that this again reduces the tension um, and the dynamic that the kids are having to go through that we're doing the best we can there that's sometimes a tall ask but as best as possible how do we work towards mutually respectful uh, system that can jointly work together to bring really wonderful children give give really wonderful children the best um, possible flat pat, platform to enter their adult life with so I hope this gives you a few things to consider. I think it's really, really important. And like I said, it's going to be um, an ever-present modern dynamic and that I really thought was important to just start to address some of the things that are going on. But take your time. Um, you know, you're, you're forming a new system. You can take the best from what you've seen in the past. You can talk about the best of what your partner's seen. What what together would we, would we like to bring into our new system we're creating and also what would we probably like to leave behind? And again, when we are coming to those friction points, we've had a we've had a discussion between ourselves and our new partner as to what's our joint unified strategy for moving through that area. You know, if one of the kids is struggling, how are we going to approach that? If there is still tension with uh, exes, how are we going to manage that in the most supportable supportive way? How are we going to find time as a new family system to to spend together in calm, relaxed ways that gently build a bond and also you know, how do we uh, both support each other as each of us still stays in the parenting role for our ch children from the first family. So thank you again. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, uh, as always, for those of you who've been listening along right the way through the show, my profoundest gratitude and thanks. If you've just joined us, welcome. The way you can support the show is go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. It helps more than you know with the reach of the program. Um, also, there's the YouTube series, Sean Hilly, the Relationship Resourcing Series on YouTube, where I look at some of the other things. Um, but of course, you get to see, uh, you know, you get to look at my talking head at the same time. So please come across and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Have a look at what we've got over there. And there's emergencetraining.com.au, the website. Um, you're welcome to reach out, email me if there's any topics that you'd like me to do as an episode. I'm always looking for new material. I'm always happy to do um, audience-driven topics if I feel I know enough uh, about it to kind of stick my toe in the water. Um, then happy to do that too. And of course, I do one-to-one -one work with people um, looking to have better business and people dynamics um, you know, both in terms of obviously the business place, but also in our relationships and our family systems. I do in-house and public trainings on a variety of things. And please come and check out the website to see that what those sort of elements are. And of course, reach out, say hi, and you can ask me any questions you like. But once again, thank you for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Until we're together on the next episode, bye for now.